You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network as we continue our exclusive coverage of Third Watch, the recap series. We go over every single episode of Third Watch. We're going every single episode today. We're going over the sixth episode of season three. This one is called He Said, She Said. First aired on the 26th of November 2001. It was written by Julie Herbert and directed by Nelson McCormick. And a lot to get to in this episode. It's certainly uh, one with uh, a lot to talk about, I feel. Uh, greetings. This is not God. It's his good friend, Officer Boscarelli. Please pull over. Don't even need to say my name is Ben. That's how I introduce myself. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how you told me off air that you take ownership of that quote. I have a story so behind how much I own this quote, right? I have... 10-year ownership of this quote, Darby. 11, 12-year ownership of this quote. <laughs> okay, well, let's hear the story. No, I want you to introduce to yourself. Quote. You want to introduce yourself first. Okay, fine. My name's Darvell, and you missing your torch there, Miss Liberty? <laughs> yes, I am. Um, I, back in the good old days of MSN Messenger, when you used to have your status, like your name on there, you know, you would put quotes and shit. Um, this was my quote on uh, MSN for a long time that I legitimately had when people would log on. They would say, greetings, this is not God, it's his good friend, Officer Boscarelli. Uh, and people would be like, what is that for? What does that even mean? Just as many people who asked my username, why is it NYC55David? I don't get it. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. That's how Did much anyone I get quote. it? Or- um, you explain it to them. Uh, oh, no, the, the, no, there's one person who did and i'm gonna bring them up in this episode because there's a hilarious quote in this episode which if this boscarelli quote wasn't in it i would have done because um my friend like what kind of one of my only friends over the years who i think i actually met based purely on the fact that we like third watch randomly on like live journal i think that's how we met um she just like there's a her favorite quote in the history of third watch is in this episode and that boscarelli quote might be one of my favorites if not the favorite quote i have in third watch so um yeah it's um, it's a good Bosco line. It's fantastic, but um, yeah, this episode, uh, it's it's yeah, it's a good episode. I think it's kind of it's a weighty one. It's very dramatic. It's very uh, you know, well acted. I think you know we talked so much last week about Michael Beach and Kim Ravis uh, shining. This is you know Molly Price and Jason Wiles time to shine. Um, so yeah, this is this is a this is a fantastic episode. This is this is an episode that I feel that if they did submit for you know potential nominations for Emmys and Golden Globes, that this is an episode you'd submit for Jason Wiles and Molly Price for their acting ability. It's great. One. Yes. Um, but yeah, this storyline's you know it's. Yeah, it's, it's tough. It's, it's kind of like, it's very, you know, it's one of these ones that's done so well that it's hard to read right until the very end. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think this is a great episode. Yeah. Yep. And another one, another one that's still, that's still relevant today. You know, oh, for sure. Issues it discusses. Although if it were out today, they'd make it, cl- they'd, they'd make it clear which side you were supposed to be on from the get go. Yeah. And they wouldn't make, yeah, sorry, you go. I, uh, I interrupted you. I was gonna say, I was gonna say that that's fine. I was gonna say they they wouldn't make you like go back and forth trying to decide who to believe. Not not these days. Yeah, and the one thing that I want to say, and I think it's a good time to point this out, is that I think Third Watch sometimes, and we we sort of touched on this slightly. And again, this is something that you know we we discuss a lot in our Nip Tuck episodes, where like Nip Tuck is generally a show that doesn't necessarily always end each episode with an entirely happy ending. Um, and Third Watch kind of does that too. It's like a lot of the time, it's not always a happy ending. And also the fact is that, like, not all the time are our our heroes, our beloved nine, uh, ten, Chris Bauer, um, are always in the right. You know what I mean? So, like, it's kind of like how they make mistakes. Uh, they don't do the best things all the time. And I think kind of, like, <clears throat> this is where this is such a different show and how I, this is why maybe I love this show so much and the fact that, you know, just because I like to watch doesn't mean I love co- all cop shows. I mean, I like a, uh, some cop shows, but they've got to have a sort of a uniqueness to them. I mean, you know, we always bring up Blue Bloods. We watch yeah. Blue Bloods. And I think kind of a huge difference between, say, watching Blue Bloods and Third Watch is that pretty much all Blue Bloods episodes will always have a happy resolution and that generally, for the most part, our heroes... In, it, keeps in, the conser- it keeps the conservative crowd happy. But, like, for the most That's part, why. the Blue Bloods, like, the main cops are never in the wrong, if you know what I mean. They, it's kind of... It's, it's interesting. I know what you mean. 
It's like, whereas like this time around, like you, you would not have a storyline like this if, if Reagan and Jenko kind of were in this situation. You know what I mean? Like or Reagan and Bias. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, that's kind of like the parallels if you're looking at it. And I don't know if again, like as you said, it's keeping the conservatives happy. This is how kind of network TV's developed over the years. So like, um, you know, you'll never get a show like this anymore on on, on network TV. And it's kind of like I guess we do live in an era of TV where. Cable is so dominant with kind of the golden age of television, Netflix, you know, Hulu, things like this, where maybe it's network TV's place now to be completely safe and conservative. And if you want kind of, you know, <coughs> thought-provoking, you know... Gritty. Gritty. You watch cable or Netflix. Whereas, like, back in this day, you know, you know, HBO was a thing, uh, but, you know, you still didn't kind of have... You know, I don't know if Showtime really was a thing in 2001. FX, I think, was only just starting. It was. Uh, you know, but a lot of these networks really didn't have kind of those peak shows that kind of made them what they are. So I think kind of you still could get away with a lot of this stuff back in network television back in 2001, whereas nowadays, no, you probably could not do it. So I think that's just important thing to note out here at the beginning of what this storyline entails and how it's played out and how this would be differently done if this was on Blue Bloods or, you know, a, a cop show in 2018 or 2017. So... Um, anyway, that's my little pre-rant. Um, it's not really a rant, it's just kind of pointing out some things I feel. Um, one thing I actually want to quickly mention too is that, like, obviously we, we haven't had the, the theme yet. We haven't had the intro. We won't get that to episode nine. But, um, the, the one thing that obviously is, is different about this, uh, season as well is the fact that in the first two seasons, when you get the introduction, like, you know, before we get to the previously on Third Watch, you get that and like, but like in the first two seasons, it was the orange title screen was just the the words Third Watch. That's all it was before it went to previously on Third Watch. This time around, it's different because we've got the and this is kind of what Third Watch does become from this point on. It's the blue screen with sort of like the big number. It's it's actually what the title screen ends with in the actual credits <coughs> with the big three and the Third Watch and the blue sort of background. And instead of getting that, you kind of get the like the clicky sort of like previously on Third Watch. So it's kind of like that, yeah. it's a transitional. But I know that's, that, that's a random thing to mention, but I don't know. It's just kind of something I always pay attention to in season three. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure that only sticks around for about the first uh, eight. No, I'm pretty sure that's a thing. Or... I'm pretty sure that's permanently now. I, I'm all because I know that's a. No, I know no, that's a six. I know that's a five thing. So I, I feel like that sticks around for some time. Yeah, but they still do occasionally have the. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't doubt that they do, but I'm, I'm sort of also talking about just the graphics and the fact that I don't think we ever revert back oh. to the orange third watch words. I'm pretty sure we don't. But yeah, you're right. We do kind of get them sometimes. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they get rid of that Whatever in season we would six. Call that. <laughs> but yeah. Was that like the cat guitar? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that sounds about right. I don't even know, but uh, anyway, so we get this great like opening of you know, Bosco going around the range. You got the great song, you know, that's the name of the game. Boom, boom, good song. Um, you know, just going around shooting these uh, you know, cardboard perps, and you know, it's great kind of like action Bosco, and kind of like this is again setting up a lot of what Bosco wants to become this season, and then obviously I think kind of also sets up some groundwork for next season of what he sort of does become. So kind of, I mean, I sort of touched on it last season with Bosco and Jokas, how kind of really we, you know, just just pay close attention to these days when you've got Bosco and Jokas in the cop car and just being themselves because kind of they do experiment a bit moving forward with these two with the fact that, you know, Bosco kind of leaves for a little bit and, you know, goes and does his own thing and then obviously, you know, Jokas will do that season six and kind of there'll be other things that will happen between these two along the way, which means they're separate. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's just always make the... I always like to make the most of Bosco and Jokas in their glory days because, sadly, it's not something that's permanently through this show. Um, whereas, you know, I guess Davis and Sully pretty much stay kind of permanent except for a few exceptions. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, um, yeah, so he's he's cleared the range. Um, we we find out here Jokas has uh, got six weeks' worth of radiation to go, but she still can um, do a job. So, um, you know, that's good. Um, <laughs> we've got Bosco doing yoga. We just go back a season to, uh, you know, Bosco talking about that new age crap when it comes to chamomile tea. Uh, <laughs> Veneer, he is doing yoga. Uh, <laughs> just 
Probably only because his instructor is a hot woman or something. Uh, That's the only reason I could see him doing it. Love it. Um, but then uh, he obviously, um, Yokus comes back in here and, you know, sort of this is like Bosco sort of obviously is believing that Yokus wants to join ESU as much as he does, but clearly that's not the case. Um, but I do love it when uh, they both go out and Sully, hi ho, hi ho, it's off to work we go. It's off to work you go. Because <laughs> obviously they've been told. Classic that, song. Man. Because they've been told that they've got to go and, uh, you know, roll up hookers. Um, so <laughs> just. <laughs> oh, Sergeant Christopher, you're what? such a dick this episode. <laughs> um, you know, what I always find interesting when it comes to the, like, all the scenes with the various hookers, you know, because we'll see them in this scene, in this episode, and there will be a few in the ne- in the next episode. And there have been some before in the show, too. And maybe it's just because they're arrested so often, but they all seem to know the officers by name. Well, you know, they, they all know the yeah. officers. Well, I, so. think that, I think that just comes down to the fact that they would get told off all the freaking time. And, like, they're not going to give a shit. Like, they'll get arrested, they'll get back out. They'll get arrested, they'll get back out. Because, I mean, I think kind of, like, prostitution... Uh, you know, I mean, it depends on where you are. I mean, it's, I think, different laws in America to Australia, and obviously then it comes down to state-by-state <coughs> laws. But, you know, I mean, obviously these these people are just going to be on the streets, you know, hooking until they officially get arrested, and they're just going to be out there again because it's kind of, it's not, I guess, one of these crimes where it's like completely 100%. It's kind of a like, you know, if you, get caught with, if you get caught with a bag of dope, like, I mean, you know, a lot of the time the cops probably just going to be like, oh, well, naughty, you know, I'm going to take this off you. Don't do it again. You know what I mean? It's not I'll smoke it myself. Yeah, like it's, it's well, it's, it's you know, it's kind of like one of these like crimes that it's a crime, but it's you know, I think a lot of the time it comes down to the fact that I think even the police are kind of like, well, it probably shouldn't really be a crime. Like I mean, but we it is, so we kind of have to enforce it. But at the same time, we're not going to. Is that how it is in Australia? Um, it's legal, but it's not like it's it's state by state. Like um. You know, like, brothels are legal in some states. Brothels aren't legal in some. Like, I mean, in Tasmania, where I'm from, prostitution's <coughs> legal. It's just, there's there's regulations. You can't hook. You can't, like, stand on the street and, like, solicit. Um, but you can, you know, place an ad in the newspaper and call up and go to a hotel and have sex. Like, that's fine. But, um, yeah, like, I, I, I remember I did host a, uh, a like, a, a show on sex many years ago kind of, you know, educational things and kind of, you know, all about the, it's a fascinating show. Like it was, I learned a lot and, um, we actually interviewed a, a, a sex worker here in Hobart and just, it was fascinating because just like the regulations and the rules and like little things about how they said like, um, oh, there's not allowed to be more than two sex workers in a building at once providing services because that's classified as a brothel and that's illegal in Tasmania. So it's kind of just like little subtle little <laughs> things like that. So you couldn't technically have more than two yeah. prostitutes in a hotel. <laughs> um, but, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah, it's it's an interesting industry. I know it's kind of one of these ones where people, like, look down on it and, you know, and things like that. But, like, you know, my viewpoint on it is just, like, it's... You know, why shouldn't sex be a service that you can sell? I mean, you know, it's if you're safe, if you're protected uh, and you do it properly, there's no different to me than going off and paying for sex and me going off and getting a cheeseburger. They're both providing me satisfaction and I'm doing it in an appropriate manner. So, you know, (laughs) maybe not the same thing, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm just horny and hungry. Let's change the conversation. Uh, (laughs) You're the double H. Um, But... but uh, here, here in the U.S., yeah, I'm pretty sure it is almost universi- universally illegal. I believe in Vegas, now, what, the penalty- uh, brothels are legal. Brothels are legal in Vegas? I, I have been told. Maybe it's in Nevada in general, but I, I, I have believed that it is in at least Nevada. Correct me if I'm wrong. Now, well, bro- <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know because I've never been to Nevada to nevada but neither have i (laughs) don't think that i'm touring america going to brothels (laughs) yeah brothels are definitely illegal in a good bit of the u.s if not all although we'll leave nevada up in the air for now until we find out for sure um prostitution as a whole yeah definitely illegal in the u.s although yeah, you really can't put somebody in jail for it, I don't think. Yeah. Doesn't mean they don't try, but... It's just it's just a crime that's like, you know, again, it's like marijuana. Like, I mean, it's kind of like in America. Like, there's so many, how many states have marijuana that's legal? I went to Colorado when I legally bought pot. So, four, I mean... If, four or, or... Four or six yeah. or something like that. I don't know how many. But even with it being legal in some states, the... 
the feds are still trying to oh. are trying to find ways around. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I've seen this all, it. but like, I mean, I, like, I kind of when I was in uh, Colorado, just again, I'm not just a raging pothead, but like, I mean, I had some bad news on the day, and kind of just it was just it just happened. So I, you know, ended up with some cookies. Um, but like, you know, we went to like the dispensary, um, and it was all so like proper and just so like official and just, you know, I didn't have my passport on me, so I technically couldn't buy any. I couldn't go into the area where you bought it. So I had to like sit in the waiting room while my friend went in and got it. And then, you know, it was all like no photos. Like it was just all very strict and controlled. Um, so yeah, but I mean, just quickly, I've looked this up. So, uh, according to Wikipedia, at least, uh, prostitution is legal in parts of Nevada, it is illegal outside of licensed brothels. So, um... What the hell is a licensed brothel? A brothel with a license? Um, <laughs> it's, <serious. laughs> I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, that was my Gussler moment. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, we are officially 15 minutes into this episode and we're talking about laws and regulations around prostitution. So, um... Although it fits. It does. It does. Yeah, yeah, good point. Good point, Darvell. Well done. Um, you're absolutely right. But, uh, so, clearly, though... Uh, excuse me as I clear my throat. This always seems to happen. Um, Bosco <laughs> and Yokus. Oh, no, hang on, hang on. Back up, back up, back up. Carlos is looking in the newspaper. Uh, and, um, Doc is... Oh, you're looking for a new job? And just the dick doc moment. I wouldn't recommend you. <laughs> wow. Um, like, I get it, like, like why Carlos is kind of like, you know, whatever. But, like, sometimes I also really have to feel for Carlos when he has these, like, scenes, like, last season when Bobby died. Oh, I don't feel like I'm part of the family. Well, clearly, when you've got, like, these people saying, I wouldn't recommend you. <laughs> but, um, I do... Yeah. I do, though, love, like, Kim walking here. And like, oh, what's he talking about? Another woman that you haven't got a chance with? (laughs) (laughs) Dick Kim moment. Um, And then just, I love subtle little Carlos here. Like, I think behind Kim's back. I'm pretty sure Kim's not looking. But he does the kind of what Bosco was doing a couple episodes ago with the woman about to jump off the roof and kind of does the curly finger around his ear like, like loopy. Um, just, and then he's like, you know, talking here about, um, what is he, I can't remember what he says. Oh no, he, that's when he does the loopy signal and then Taylor walks in and then Taylor's like, oh, finally someone understanding themselves. And then he's just all of a sudden clicks and he's like, yeah, you know what I need? You know, a roommate. But I love when he's like, you know what I need? And Taylor's like basic social skills. skills. <laughs> um, so they're all just ganging up on him man oh and then just like you know he's like he's, he's clicked he's like yeah i should get a roommate yeah a roommate save rent you know whatever and then he just kind of says to taylor and kim like oh you two should ride together which will become a thing get re- get ready later yeah. on this season for uh kim and taylor. i like kim and taylor riding together i like them as a pair oh yeah um but anyway so it just uh it's just it's just funny and we kind of just get random plot line of carlos looking for a roommate which is fun um, we talked a little bit, I feel like, that last season about Carlos getting a roommate. It's, it's, it's a fun little storyline. Um, but anyway, so, uh, Bosco back in the car, excited for ESU, talking to, to Yokers about it. Now we get our first reference of, and uh, maybe the only time in Third Watch history that I feel like there's a reference to the city that I grew up in, Hobart. Uh, when he says, Glenn Hobart. I saw my buddy Hobart last night. I'm like, oh, Bosco was in town. I didn't see him. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just we will get we'll get Hobart. We'll get to meet Glenn Hobart. He's a he's a bit of a thing well, this season. Um, now you want to talk about Loopy? That guy is Loopy off the charts. Great actor though. I can't wait till we get to him because he. Uh, speaking of like, we've mentioned a few people who've been in like House of Cards and that. Uh, yeah, he's in uh, House of Cards as a prominent person. Um, and he's been in lots of things too, this guy who plays Hobart. So I can't wait to get him. He's a great actor. Um, but yeah, so we, we learned a few bits here about, uh, Bosco though. Cause like obviously Yoka says like, oh, you know, you can't get into ESU. You've got six weeks of probation. Uh, but then, you know, Bosco's obviously like, oh, you know, but you know, after that's ready. And we learn that it's going to help Bosco cause he's, he's an auto mechanic. There you go. A couple of weeks ago, we learned that Bosco was in the Rangers. Now he's an auto mechanic. Bosco's an everyman. He's like the MacGyver of the police force. He can do everything. Uh, <laughs> Can, can you picture Bosco? Bosco as a mechanic. <laughs> Some someone pulls up needing a needing a needing their brakes fixed or something like that. You got a you got a you got a you got a leak there, Jim. And uh, yeah, look, we we pulled apart the engine, and you know your Finkler rod was all out. Uh, you got a busted left wing nut. Uh, you know, oil change really proved that your radiator's gone. It's going to cost you at least eight grand, mate. Like uh, just you know, I can't see it. Can't see it doing. <laughs> you know, eight grand at least minimum. 
You know, give me two, three weeks. I can maybe force it to four, you know, and <laughs> I can see him swindling some customers. <laughs> um, yeah, but we got man. them. Yeah, we've got them dealing with the prostitutes here, uh, the sex worker. I have, I think prostitute is technically politically incorrect now. It is sex worker. Um, so, you know. Yeah, fuck political correctness. <laughs> um, well, if you're a sex worker, you probably could. You just have to pay a higher rate. Um, but... Yeah. <laughs> um... Sorry. Um, I'm kind of like clearing up the streets here. Mary, don't make me your problem today. I may be a whore, but I got rights. Um, you know. Maisie. Maisie, sorry. Yep. Clearing out the streets yeah. and, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, <laughs> I love um, Sully and uh, Davis here with his kid. And they arrest it from this guy. The law is the law. Profit is profit. But there is... <laughs> Oh, just so random. <laughs> da- Davis Davis doing the guy's accent and oh, everything. But I think the best bit of this is like when um this little kid's like, where are you taking me? And just the way that Sully just deadpan, just like, prison. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he's just like, you know, uh, my stomach hurts. It's like, oh, he's a minor. You know what that means? You've got to take him to hospital. Uh, and it's just, I love Sully here. Oh, it used to be a day where he used to just kick juniors in the ass. And giving back to their parents. Those were the days. <laughs> the, good, the good old days. Oh, Sally, don't change. Um, so we um driving around, and here we go. This is this is going to set us up for uh the meaty stuff this episode. So, um, no pun intended. <laughs> No, um, it's implied. I didn't. She uh, anyway. Uh, so <laughs> driving around the streets. We're at night time now, and um, like the beep of the horn, universal whore call. <laughs> Bit of a dick moment there, Bosco. Um, and then kind of we we get them driving along. Turn around. I'm hungry, so they turn around. And they get cut off by a car. Following behind behind this car, and we kind of just see the the silhouettes of the drivers and uh, the driver, and then we see a guy. Uh, put his hand on the girl's head and force it down into... Well, I don't want to say force. Like, I mean, it, it, you just kind of... When you're looking at this, you don't think of it that way. You kind of just see him put her head, his hand on her head and push it down on his lap. So, you know, Jokas is kind of just like, oh, he's in his car, just, you know, just leave it. I'm hungry. But Bosco's like, no, no, we've got to do this. So he gives his, you know, greetings. This is not God. It's good friend, Officer Boscarelli. Please pull over. Um, and then, yeah, pulls out. I love Yoko's line as I get out of the car. Like, oh, thank God you don't feel this good this often. Um, so we get to this scene and, um, we get to the car. So Bosco shines the torch in, uh, calls this guy John. <laughs> hey, John. He's like, John. He's like, oh, hey, Hooker, how are you doing tonight? Um, and then she tries to get out of the car. Yoko's closes the door. Um, and then basically Bosco, a bit of a dick when he's just kind of like, oh, you know, you've got to be careful with this sort of thing. You know, she might just chomp down. Uh, just a look on Yokus's face. Uh, and then this guy's kind of just like, oh, you know, I don't usually pay for it. Uh, and obviously Bosco's like, look, you know, you should go find somewhere quiet because otherwise you're going to get a $75 parking ticket on your $20 date. You may as well sprung for a dinner and a movie. Um, so yeah. And then kind of. He walks off and they leave the scene and we kind of think that that's going to be it for this. Um, but, like, one thing I want to point out... What is it? One thing I want to point out, he, he calls her a hooker. Um, in no way does he actually call her a whore um, because it is implied later... I'm not saying there's, like, a difference. Like, I'm, hooker's still not an appropriate thing to call a girl who's clearly not a hooker. I'm not defending it. But I just want to point out that later on when we get a bit of conversation around this, when they keep claiming that Bosco called her a whore, he doesn't call her a whore. Uh, so, just no. pointing that out right now. Although, Hooker, still probably just as bad. Uh, just, okay, Ben, you, you're just kind of contradicting yourself. But, all right, so there's that scene. We'll get back to that. So, this, <laughs> this is the scene in the hospital, my friend. And a big shout-out to Kylie. I, I, I've told her that we're doing these. I haven't talked to Kylie in a while, but... I did tell her that I'm podcasting about Third Watch and she was excited, but I, I don't think she's been listening. But she might be, I just might not know about it. She must might have told me she might listen every week. So if you are, Kylie, this is your moment. This is the scene that I'm sure you've always been waiting for us to get to because I know you absolutely love this scene. So we're in the hospital. Sully and uh, Davis have brought in this little kid and uh, we've got this guy. I want to talk to the cops. And it's like, uh, yeah, uh, what's the problem? My old lady hit me over the head with a smoother. <laughs> 
<laughs> a what? The hell is a smoother? You know, you smooth out all the clothes. <laughs> it's an iron, you dumbass. But my friend Kylie just fucking loses it when she sees this scene. She just loves this bit with this guy calls it a smoother. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure that. It, I think you. Oh wait, no, I was gonna say. I think you said earlier that that's a that that, that scene involves Bosco, but no, I feel like you said that earlier. Uh, yeah, well, they, they say it but, later on, don't they? They say it. Um, yeah, the, the, yeah. It, maybe you ought to get yourself a smoother. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, ben, ben, have you smoothed your shirt yet? Uh, I'm, I'm going to be absolutely honest with you. I think ironing's a complete utter waste of time. I, I don't get ironing. Like, I always have this argument with my ex Louise. Like, oh, I'll iron your shirts for tomorrow. And I'm like, why? I'm just going to put it on. It's going to get creased straight away. Like, what's the point? <laughs> I just... Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't smoother my stuff yeah, either. I'm not a smoother defender, if I have to be honest. Um, I yeah, can go without smoothing. Smooth, I don't even have a smoother inboard. No, yeah, I'm just I'm just not one for smoothing shit. Um, so anyway, uh, so obviously Sully and Dave's been waiting around for three hours, um, and uh, Carlos is uh, sort of there and sort of asking Sully and Davis about uh, you know I don't know anyone in, in line for an apartment, and kind of this is where Davis kind of perks up. Oh yeah, like where are you looking? What's going on? And then I just love Taylor in the background. So I'm like, no, 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 no. Davis does not. At don't any, do it. Don't do at, it. And no point does, like, it's not kind of like one of these ones where you catch on pretty quickly. Davis is like, what? What? What are you doing? Like, why are you wanting, you know, Carlos turns around and is like, you got a problem? Um, and then just, I love, like, Taylor and Carlos here. And the way Taylor's just like, don't make me kick your ass. And just the way Carlos is like, ha Ooh. That's so funny. <laughs> Uh, just... She she probably could though. Yeah, yeah. She oh, she could. oh not probably. She couldn't hurt me. Absolutely, kick Carlos's ass. Um, so it's just random, and they'll talk about it later. And then I kind of like you know subtle little car- uh, Davis walks out and checks out Taylor in the the way. I mean, is this where Carlos says like off you go man talk like Dick Carlos? <laughs> He's channeling his inner James Bond Goldfinger moment. Off you go, Dink man talk. Uh, <laughs> slaps on the ass. Um, Carlos, look, I love Carlos, but he doesn't really hold up too well in this episode between his sexist remarks and his homophobic remarks. So, no, <laughs> just uh, yeah. If this was done in, uh, you know, today, he really would be painted as more of a dick. So, <laughs> but uh, it's still kind even of, more than what he already is. Yeah, it's, it's still kind of weird though that we still just, you know. I guess it's like James Bond when you watch James Bond in the 60s and he's slapping women on the ass saying, like, off your pop, man, talk. Like, I mean, this is my thing. It's like, like, I don't want to get into a debate about this, but, like, there are certain times where, like, yeah, things are more accepted. And I'm not saying they're appropriate. Like, of course I'm not. Like, I'm not saying that, you know, <laughs> pre-sort of, you know, all the rights marches and things like that, that it was, o- it was okay to be racist because at the time it was fine. Of course it's not okay. But it's just, it's still kind of like... Times have to change for things to be actually corrected, if you know what I mean. So it's kind of yeah. like people who go back and watch old James Bond movies and are all like, oh, they're so sexist. I don't like James Bond because he's sexist. And it's like, well, at the time, no one looked at it that way, if you know what I mean. And it's like, you, I don't know, it's people being apologetic for something at, which, like, it's so minor. You know what I mean? It's just like, it's this what it is. And they've changed it to the point where it's just, they're talking about possibly having a female James Bond and go fuck yourself. I'm done with James Bond if they like change it to make it. It's just stupid. But, um, yeah. Anyway, I'm ranting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What else is new? I'm a, I'm a straight white male. I'm not allowed to have opinions. So I'm just, I'm just going to point that out. <laughs> Bullshit. Hey, you're as allowed to have opinion, opinions as Brandy and myself are. Oh, uh, anyway. Uh, so I just, um, yeah, Davis and uh, Taylor setting up some stuff there, setting up stuff here with Davis and Carlos moving forward. But, all right, so uh, Bosco and Jokic have been called to a sexual assault. Hmm. Um, but the subtle little thing here, which I kind of mentioned a couple of weeks ago, I do like the fact that they ding-dong a door. And then they're like, who is it? Oh, it's the police. Okay, lets her in, buzzes in, then knocks on the door. Who is it? <laughs> it's like, who does she think does it she is? Think she just let is. us in. Um, you know, it's the police. So uh, we meet a mother and uh, we go in and she says that my daughter's been raped. And I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty bad. Uh, and then who just happens to be sitting there? It's our dear girl <gasps> from the car before. Boop, 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 plot twist. 
Um, so, yeah, this is obviously the crux of this episode and kind of what we'll get really for the next two episodes. And this is kind of what I think this does so well is the fact that even as a viewer, we're kind of like, well, hang on a minute. Was she not a prostitute like five minutes ago? And um, we're kind of riding this wave of who's telling the truth here. You know, and kind of just straight away, we obviously get the even just the reactions from Bosco and Yoko, and even Yoko's. I think that's kind of the telling thing here, isn't it? That even Yoko's is like straight away, like, yeah, like, you're what? bullshitting us. Um, so uh, her name is Shaquana Gold Golden. Was it Golden? Did I write that name? Was Golden. It? Golden. Yes. Golden. Yes. Um, Golden. So her mother, obviously, you know, is is telling the story, and they're kind of like saying, like, oh, why don't you let her tell us the story? Um, but then, you know, kind of, they're just so, like, passive, Bosco and Yoko's, and, like, you can definitely see how her mother is just, like, furious at them. Like, I mean, you think about this. Like, you think about if you had a daughter, and the cops are kind of just treating you with a second degree right away. Right away. Um, and I'm just looking here, uh, Hazel Goodman is the actress who plays uh, the, the mum here, Rita Golden. She's great. She's just really plays this role so well. Yes. Uh, and, and so does the actress who plays uh, Shaquana. I shouldn't say it's just that. I mean, she kind of does play the sort of the girl who, like, she plays it well in the fact that even at the beginning, like, until we sort of get sort of a lot of the reveal later on, like, we're asking the same questions of why doesn't she speak up? You know, and like even at this point, why doesn't she straight away say like, "Oh, hang on a minute, you were there, like you, you know, you saw it." If you know what I mean. So she plays this, I think, extremely well. The way she kind of is handling this back and forth. So obviously they're questioning it. They're saying like, "How old are you?" Uh, you know, eighteen. Uh, you know, do you Bosco though? Like, do you usually go out dressed like that? Like, hmm, come on, you can't. That's victim blaming, Bosco. You can't say that. Um, yeah. And then I kind of like definitely couldn't today. Oh God, no! And I mean, I think it's just. It's one of those things that, yeah, like, that's just... You, you you just don't say that. Whether she's raped or not, that's not an appropriate thing to say to a woman and accuse them of, like, oh, you know, you don't wear that because you, you're asking for it. That's... No, no. That's just... No. No. Um, so, yeah. But anyway, so... But, I mean, this, I guess it does play into Bosco's character. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of like, this is who he is. Um, but And it's the sort of thing he would say. Exactly, exactly. So... Uh, you know, Yokus and Bosco go outside, have a bit of a conversation, and, you know, will the real Shilquana please stand up? And, you know, and, like, Bosco, a bit of a dick, like, oh, hook a rape. Or, you know, worse, that's theft of services. Um, you know, which is, like, <laughs> Bosco, really? Um, and, yeah, kind of just, like, sort of walks in there, and, you know, just the way they're sort of the, the implication of, like, oh, nice place you got here. And, obviously, you know, uh, the mum sort of... Uh, you know, sort of loosely plays the race card and kind of Bosco's like, oh, you know, don't play, you know, this is nothing about this. Um, which, I mean, look, can we just, I guess, throw that out the window? I, I don't think any of this has to do with race. I think this would be exactly the same storyline if this was a white person, if you know what I mean. Like, the, I don't it's, I, I don't know how you read it, Darvell, please, if you read it differently, but I, I definitely in no way read them judging her because she's black. I mean, I think it just does come down to the fact that they're questioning what they saw, you know what I mean? Tell you the truth, I wasn't really giving it that much thought when I was watching the episode because I was waiting to, you know, see how it all unfolded. Mm, mm. I didn't really, I didn't really read, I didn't really read too much into that. I'll have to go back and check that out. But like the one thing I will say though, in regards to that, is I definitely think that um, <clears throat> I think the mum's got a, a kind of a point to raise that as a possible issue because she yeah. she doesn't know that these two cops have seen her, if you know what I mean. So in her eyes, she's just kind of seeing these two cops just being dicks and, like, not believing the story. So with without the prior knowledge of knowing that they stopped her and have seen her, then, yeah, I, I think it's completely understandable that she's going to assume it's a race issue. So that's, again, what this episode does so well, is there's so many layers around this story about what we're trying to see and what, as a viewer, we're trying to digest and thinking, like, fuck, is... Was she raped? Like, or, or is she telling the truth? Or is she lying? Like, is she lying to her mum because she doesn't want to be caught? You know what I mean? Because we kind of get that subtle little lie that she really wasn't at work. She went to the pier with a friend. Yep. So, like, again, it's kind of adding these layers. And, like, this is just what this episode does so well. Um, so, yeah. And, again, this is what Third Watch does so well with these layers. We talked about this on four days last season. And it's kind of like the level of things that you're thinking about as a viewer. Um, so, um, and it doesn't make you choose one side or the other. Exactly. It kind of puts you in the middle. And you don't really have a side, I feel, to right at the end. And even then, when you do have a side, it's kind of more about like shit, like Yokus took this way and took this route and just so well done. So, so well done. Um, 
but yeah, so obviously uh, the mum said she's going to press charges. They're back at the hospital. She's uh, getting examined and sort of boss goes there like, oh, look at her, like butter wouldn't melt in her mouth. And kind of this is where Yoko starts to question a little bit. She's like, oh, we probably should have separated them. Um, and, you know, kind of just having a few questions. Uh, then we obviously um, get our, uh, our beloved uh, Hawaiian shirt doctor. Who have I gone blank on his name? Doctor Peterson, is it not? Thompson. Thompson. Doctor Thompson. Thompson. Thompson, I think. Um. Thompson or Thomas. Doctor Thomas. Yeah. Why have I got? Doc. Oh no. Cause... I think it was Doctor. But is this? No, hang on. I'm. Well. Yeah. No. I know you're right. You're not wrong in saying that that's it's a doctor. Thompson or Thomas. But why is this Doctor Peterson casting? It might. Maybe it's anyway. The doctor comes out. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so she, Hawaiian shirt doctor. No, I'm pretty sure this isn't Hawaiian shirt doctor. This is the other doctor. This no, this isn't Hawaiian shirt doctor. This is just Doctor Peterson. This is the other doctor who's kind of a regular. So we've kind of got a bit of two doctors going on here. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so this is not nice oh, yeah. Hawaiian shirt doctor. This is Doctor Peterson. All right, I'm correcting myself. So anyway, she she shares it. Definitely had sex in the last twelve hours. Is it rape? Inconclusive. Um. So, yeah. It's it's kind of um. Adding more questions to it, like kind of, there's obviously no sort of um, evidence. I mean, it's like, how do you determine just from an examination, like an examination, like what he just did? I mean, how do you? I mean, what do you look for to determine whether it was rape or not? I'm guessing if it's forced, there would be probably tears, um, you know, in the you know the vagina and so. I mean, there's evidence of that. Like, uh-huh. I mean, it's just kind of like forced. Um, you know, that's what rape kits I just generally guess generally do. Because I mean, it's forced, and you're kind of pushing them off. You know, um, yeah. I mean, there's obviously going to be trauma down there. Uh, it's, it's assault. Yeah. Um, whereas I guess kind of by them saying this, that there's probably I don't know semen evidence down there or something. Uh, but there's yeah. probably not traumatic enough evidence down there to prove that it was non-consensual which still not to say that it wasn't non-consensual uh again the fine lines around uh, i'm no doubt i guess proving cases like this it's not a clear-cut case if you know what i mean so um fine line lots of things um but yeah so um the mother you know obviously you know he raped her no one gives that right that's what she says so they go off to uh speak to uh the Guy whose name, of course, AJ. is AJ. Thank you very much. Alan man. Johnson, aka AJ. AJ. Hello, Alan. Mr. And Johnson. what an appropriate last name. <laughs> Don't jump down on it. Um, but yes, yeah, so I love how he like opens the door. Let me go grab a shirt. You know, he's like, oh, don't worry about your pants. Um, pants. And then just kind of like the thing that I think kind of really does sell this in many ways too is the fact that. His reaction here is one of, like, holy fuck, like, I didn't rape anyone. What the hell are you talking about? Um, you know, like, oh, her, her mother's an intense lady. I got her home late. Um, you know, I pulled over, like you said, um, and kind of did this. And then kind of, you know, I guess we've got to paint out this guy's a bit of a more of an asshole than he already is because out comes the wife and, oh, you know, don't, you know, wake up the kids. Um, <coughs> so, which, look, I mean, I get it. You've got to kind of dislike this guy and see that he's a bit of a prick. But, I mean... You know, do we really need to find out that he's got wife? I mean, I don't think really adds anything to it. The fact that he's just a bit of a prick. No. Um, that's purely it. Yeah. Um, it's all about heightening the heightening the drama. That's all it is. So, um, he obviously they take him downtown. Uh, you know, back to the station. I love kind of random Bosco and Yokus back and forth. You know, don't transfer this on. You know, it's a psychological principle. <laughs> it's like I really don't like you this way. Uh, this way. <laughs> then they take him back and obviously, you know, he's trying to say like, oh, don't charge him with rape. That will always stick whether I'm innocent or guilty and charge him with something else. And they obviously put him up to the desk and, oh, who's taking the collar? Um, and obviously they're like, oh, you know, whoever. Um, and then I kind of like when they uh, take him up to the, the cage and, uh, you know, AJ's kind of say like, oh, she's, you know, deceptive and all this sort of stuff. And, um, and then kind of like when she's, when he says like, uh, yo, cause, oh, you ever wanted something on the side? And she just kind of looks and walks off. <laughs> and I love the way he's like, you know what she needs, right? And then Bosco's just like, yoga. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. so yeah. yeah, anyway, so we get Yokus, um, obviously, uh, talking now to Shaquana, 
Um, you know, she met, she admits that she had a crush on him and kind of just explains a little bit. And kind of Yokus is obviously sort of saying like, you know, well, why didn't you say anything? I was at the car. You had perfect opportunity. And she obviously says like, you know, my brain wasn't working. I was freaking. Um, and I, I then I kind of like how she gets there and she starts explaining. She's like, then I heard this voice and oh, it wasn't God or something like that. But then, you know, just the, you know, you were laughing at me. Um, and then, you know, called me a whore, which again, no one called you a whore. Um, but then she's like, starts, like, this is, I think, kind of where you really do start to maybe believe her a little bit more. Cause I guess she finally opens up now and she's like, you know, I'm not lying about this. And her mum obviously shows up and she's like, you were there. Um, so yeah, it's a powerful scene. Well acted by everyone here. I mean, yeah. uh, so she kind of played by Erica Tazel or Tazel. Um, great actress in, in all this sort of stuff. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's powerful stuff watching all this. Yeah, definitely. And the... Oh, gosh, there was something else. Oh, yeah. And, you know, when, when Faith is asking her, you know, why didn't you say anything? Oh, I was in shock. I I couldn't think straight. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, I know people... I think we... I think chances are we both know at least one person who's been raped. And they say that that's actually... That's actually very common when that happened. When it, like they've said that when it's when it's happened to them, I mean it, it seems to be a common thing when it happens to someone. Yeah, their they do kind of their brains do kind of disengage, you know, because it's such a shock and a it's such a traumatic thing mm. for them when it's happening that you know they don't know how to react to it. Yeah, yeah, and it's I mean. It's always tricky because, like, unless we've been in that situation, um, you know, you can't really, I guess, uh, you know, know exactly entirely what that's like. But, um, yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Like, I mean, there's kind of, you know, plenty of evidence that that is, that is true. But, um, yeah, obviously now the mother knows that the cops are there, so that's going to leave some um, things out of the way. Then we then we get this. Look, this is a fun scene, even though kind of it, it is actually very dated, this scene, in the fact that, you know... Um, yeah, I don't know how this would play out if you put this in the show today. But so we get uh, Carlos just randomly showing up to the cop. This is kind of I think our first time, isn't it? We've really had like a, a paramedic or a firefighter show up into the. We've obviously had Davis and that show up in the firehouse before, but it's the other way around this time. Um, Carlos in the cop shop and finds uh, trying to find Davis, and who does he come across? Sergeant Christopher, of course. Why not? Um, and then basically, you know, like, oh, have you seen Davis around? Oh, you know, trying to find him. Got some uh, apartment listings for him. And apparently, for some reason, Sergeant Christopher wants to be a dick to everyone. Like, he's not just a dick to Bosco. He's just a dick. Because for some reason, he now lets Carlos know that he's a little light in the loafers, that he's, uh, you know, gay, apparently. Uh, and then, like, Carlos is all like, oh, but he's always talking about all the ladies that he's banged. Like, oh, it's a smoke screen. He's like, oh. So, like, it's kind of like... This just is so random. Like, I don't get why Sergeant Christopher has to be like, oh, yeah, Davis is gay. Like, it's just kind of like, because wow. He's try- because he's trying to deflect from himself, probably. But it's just, it's so interesting, the fact that we kind of have yeah. this sort of stuff set up. And, I mean, it's, it's, he's kind of, as much as it's sort of you see Carlos as a bit of a homophobe, it is kind of funny some of the stuff we'll get later on with this whole storyline with it, that he believes he's gay. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, this this doesn't hold up. Like, you know, implying someone's gay to get a few laughs out of it. And then particularly this line in a second when, like, Davis comes out, like, oh, is that Carlos? And he's like, oh, I don't know, some bucket fairy. Like, yeah, that doesn't hold up. (laughs) No. Yeah. Um, Add that to the list of things that you could not say today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, So we kind of get this scene. Boss goes late, two minutes to roll call. Uh, Christopher says, oh, I've got a special treat for you, Bosco. And, uh, you know, Faith is obviously trying to talk to Bosco. I was like, oh, Bosco, you know, I need to talk Bosco, to you. I need to talk need to, to, talk to you. you. Unplug the phone. Um, and this is this is where uh, Sally or I don't know if Davis says to, uh, like, one of them, you could use a smoother. Uh, I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but I just love the way they just randomly use that again in the line. So um, Bosco's then told to stay back. Um, and I love kind of Yokus there, where obviously Yokus is like, no, I'm staying back too. So, uh, yeah, the mother, Rita, has filed a complaint. Um, and basically, this means that uh, he can't do ESU anymore. Oh, uh, oh, but this will be fun for me, Boscarelli. Yeah. Or whatever, whatever Dick, this he says. Dick Christopher. Um, 
So why don't somebody just knock his ass out? Mm, yeah. So um, anyway, so that's kind of set up. Poor old Bosco, and that's kind of going to hurt him. Uh, that he's got this complaint against him. But uh, meanwhile, we get Davis showing up to the ambulance with Carlos. It's like, yo, Carlos, you got the, the listings. And I kind of love the fact that they shake hands. And then just like Carlos, as he removes his hand, kind of is like, ew. Like, you know, just homophobic <laughs> Carlos. Yeah. Um, and then he's just kind of like, nah, I kind of thought about this. Don't want to share my space anymore. Um, you know, just, yeah, not interested. So off goes Davis, like, you know, but he's like, but yesterday you said, and he's like, you know, off he pops. And I just like, Taylor, oh, what was that? More man to man stuff. What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. Oh, Amy Carlson. It's funny. Um, then, yeah, so, like, I just love this kind of Bosco. And I love the, this again, the great acting here by Jason Wiles and Molly Price. And just, like, Jason Wiles, his reaction, you know, I'm not going to let some broad ruin my, um, you know, life just because his daughter's a whore. And, you know, dress, she was dressed like little Kim and kind of, like, you know, just kind of obviously going off at bo- uh, Yoko's. Like, are you kidding me? Like, we were standing two feet from her. She just wanted to make it $20. And it's kind of like that, like, interesting sort of debate here where he's like, you know, girls cry rape all the time. How many of these do we see? Um, you know, and then kind of, you know, Bosco, like, we've got to figure out the difference. That's our job. I think that's Yokus who says that. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just so well acted, these two. Like, it's just, we talk about the natural ability of these two to just work off each other when they're kind of just being, like, light. But when they're arguing and and they're kind of like when they're going off each other like this, it's just so amazing. It's so good. They both up fair points. Yeah, exactly, exactly. In their argument. And a lot of it comes down to, and I think what plays it so well is that kind of, we're obviously thinking that, like, Bosco is going to get shitty at this because it's going to affect his ESU chances. But it actually plays into the fact that Bosco is more shitty about the fact that he's, you know, ashamed that he can't tell the difference. You know, he's kind of, he's like, I'm a cop. I'm, I'm, this is my job. And this is kind of all plays into what's great about Bosco's character is that, yeah, he's a bigot. Yeah, he's inappropriate. Yeah, he's going to do things and say things that are inappropriate. But at the end of the day, he cares about the people out there. He doesn't, he doesn't not care about them. So like, he's kind of, you know, again, not really concerned about the ASU thing right now. He's more concerned about the fact that he's gotten this wrong and he's failed as a cop and he's failed to sort of help someone when that's his job. Because, you know, he's obviously, you know, I did not do that. That didn't happen and just kind of, it's great. Uh, anything to add on that? No? All right. So nope. we move on then into the uh, the sort of the ADA scene or the, uh, I don't know, the lawyer scene, whatever you want to call her. Uh, and just the way she just sort of like pa- ADA. pays it off is like, you know, rape number eight, 1,872. Like what this year? It's like, yeah, what can I say? Rape's popular. Um, so I swear this woman is in it a bit. Um, I'm trying to find her name because I know she's, I mean, she's in next episode, is she not? But like, I swear she is in more episodes in the future. Um, what's her name? It's Mary. Okay, so hang on, I found her. Miss Jansen is the character's name. Um, duh, 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 duh. Oh is God, she's in an episode. She's five? in. Um, holy crap, she's in the worst episode of Nip Tuck ever. We just covered that one. Sal Perry, that's a terrible episode. Who's she in that? I can't remember in that. Um, no, she's not that one I'm thinking of. Is she? Um, oh my God, she is too. She plays. Holy shit, she played the terrible Boston accented woman in Nip Tuck. Is that her? Oh my God. Shit, sorry, mind blown. Um, anyway, back to third watch. <laughs> um, she apparently was in... No, hang on. Something's not right here. She was in the relay as Miss Jansen. We didn't see an ADA in the relay, did we? No, I don't think so. Then who's Miss Jansen? What am I looking at here? Hmm. Probably some IMDB user error or something. No, generally the credits here are something. Yeah, I don't know because like that's um. Hmm. The photo definitely looks like the ADA. So in all, eh, I don't know. Anyway, I'm just maybe more... it was another case of same act, same actor, different character. Who knows? No, it's definitely the ADA. So uh, yeah, maybe she's just somewhere in it. I don't know. So, you know, Elkidez uh, Barb, you'll point it out to us what we're doing here. I, I'm, com- I'm confusing myself. I'm just I'm just blown by the fact that she was the terrible Boston-accented person in the shit episode of Nip Tuck. So, anyway, um, so, um, it's a great scene, though, the back and forth between these people and kind of just like, um, 
Obviously, she's questioning Jokas and kind of both Bosco and Jokas are kind of contradicting each other, going up against each other. Uh, and then, you know, Bo- I will say, Bosco sort of does have a good point when he brings up the fact that Jokas didn't really care she was hungry, which she was. So, like, you know, like, yeah. Jokas kind of not 100% innocent in this. And then just the way, like, you know, well acted though by Molly Price, like, you know, don't you dare put this on about on me. Um, and then kind of, you know, the question's like, why didn't you separate them? You know, if I push this, it will look bad for you. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, you know, sort of setting things up. And obviously as they end the shift, um, you know, it's kind of just a great little, you know, we're going to talk about this, you know, the, the preliminary hearing is tomorrow. Um, and you know, obviously she's mentioning about, um, you know, ESU, um, but yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's a powerful scene, but then we obviously get a nice scene between Jokas and Fred where, you know, he's, she's talking about defending, um, you know, Bosco and like, I can't, I can't turn my back on the girl. I can't turn my back on Bosco. You know, he's always there for me. He wants this so much. Um, and then obviously Fred's kind of just like, you know, going off about like, that's his problem. Yeah. Um, and then I, I do kind of like, um, the, the, I, I think what does Fred say? Like, uh, you know, maybe forgot what he's doing. I just love the look that Jokas gives him and just storms off. It's just, you know, it's great. So well acted yeah. again. Then we kind of get Bosco showing up at AJ's house, you know, looking all tough. I, lo- I love that part. Yeah, a little tough in his leather jacket. And he's kind of like, come here. He's like, what? Come here. And then he just like pins him against did the wall you, and chokeholds him. Did you, you rape know, that did you, girl? Did you rape that girl and, you know, choking him? And like his wife just comes out and doesn't give a shit. Just like, what's going on, AJ? Go back inside. Uh, and then, obviously, we get the line of, if you're lying to me, I'll kill you. And kind of, it's like, hmm, I wonder if that's going to play into mm. anything this episode. Um, which, you know, we'll get to about next week. But, uh, so anyway, uh, we're at, um, we're at uh, the court now. Uh, so, Yokus is obviously yeah. giving her story here. Um, and we've got uh, AJ in the court. He's at the back. The wife's there. So, obviously, AJ's had to tell something. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, referenced there by Rita shouting out, oh, you only did it because she was black, and kind of was like, you know, sit down, order, order. And, uh, obviously, you know, it seems as yep. though Yokus is going to, like, back up the story of AJ, because she's all like, you know, oh, we didn't think this was happening, we didn't think that. Uh, but then, and this is kind of like, I think, where you finally start to get a bit of an inkling that AJ is maybe a bit of a, more of a dick, because he has a bit of a smirk on his face, he's all like, yeah, I'm getting away with this. Um... So, you know, but then this is obviously where Bosco is looking at AJ and seeing um, him smirking. And this is kind of when he's having the flashbacks. And this is the first time where Bosco is really starting to doubt that AJ's, uh, you know, innocent. Um, and yep. then, then, but it's Yokus who then will admit that she did it. She said that she used the word whore, that uh, she stopped him getting out of the car, stopped her getting out of the car, which actually she did. Um, you know, she's, and she basically was like, I failed to help her. I'm sorry I failed to protect you. And like, she's the one taking the fall for Bosco here. And obviously we get that. This is going to trial. And, um, yeah, it's obviously, uh, quite deep. And then obviously the ADA is like, what are you doing? You can't change anything. And then obviously we get this great scene outside the courthouse where, uh, you know, Bosco's just chilling and, um, you know, Yokus admits and, um, <laughs> saying that, uh, you know, this is um this is this is what I've done for you, you know, this is how you can get into ESU and obviously this is where Bosco's basically Bosco's like, like ESU? Yeah, and Bosco's basically like I don't give a damn about ESU uh, you know, and then he just has this great, great Jason Wiles just owns this scene. You know, I can't be the guy that helped a girl get raped. I can't be that guy. Just so good, Jason Wiles. And again, how the fuck yeah. he doesn't get any recognition as an actor for his role as Bosco. I just it baffles me. I mean, I would, I would yeah. argue anybody to watch these scenes and just watch him as an actor and just see the range that he has from like, you know, funny and aloof to kind of serious and badass to just emotional. And we even get some even better Bosco stuff this season as well. So, yeah, I just yeah. just such a good actor. So yeah, Jason Wiles absolutely robbed of any recognition for his role as Boscarelli on the show. Um, so yeah, just so good. Walks off, um, and just kind of a great scene of him walking off and kind of Yokus in the background there, just staring and walking off. And again, just such a great episode for these two as a partnership. It's like it's not one of these funny ones. It's kind of you know, it's it's just so. They're just such a good pairing and the way they always will be there for each other and things like that. You know, it's just great. It's kind of... Obviously, Davis and Sully are going to be that way. All the partnerships are, for the most part, in the police side of things. But, you know, Sully and Davis are still kind of newish compared to these two and just what they've been through and just... Yeah. Oh, just so many layers, so many good. I mean, I'd argue, you know, the best police pairing in any police show I've ever seen. And I know I'm biased by saying that, but 
I, I'd love people to kind of, you know, try and put any other pairings of cops to tell me the layered levels that they have as a pairing in a police show and, uh, you know, put them up against Bosco and Yokus. Um, but anyway, yeah. the episode isn't over yet. Though. I mean, this this would be a great way to end the episode. Of course it would be, but we're going to end on a bit it of a... It would be, but... got to have a bit of a cliffhanger because we see uh, Sully and uh, Davis are at a crime scene. We've got our dear old uh, sex workers are on the street. They found a body yep. in the car and got then... Our, lo- our lovely Maisie. Yep, and uh, Sully, whoever, you know, didn't like this guy. They want you to do they didn't like this guy. Whoever, whoever did this didn't like this guy. And who is it? It's everybody's favourite like town rapist, uh, AJ. Um, he's been basically murdered point blank in a street... And that's it. That's the episode. We're going to resolve this next week. It's it's the first time in a while we've really had a cliffhanger in a sort of a mid-season episode of Third Watch. I mean, maybe, you know, a long time. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's obviously going to set things up. We've obviously had Bosco about five minutes ago saying if uh, he's lying, he'd kill him. So, hmm, I wonder what that's going to mean next week. Would it be maybe that Bosco's a suspect in this? We'll have to wait and see. Um, Evil a review, though, Darvell. Is our streak still alive? Mine is. I don't know about yours. Yeah, it is. Of course it is. Um, this is a great episode. So, so many layers, so in-depth. As a viewer, you're just always kind of, you know, guessing. And that's what you want as a viewer. You want to be challenged in terms of your thought process and all this sort of stuff. And just the acting and just the themes in it. It's just, yeah. It's a it's a great episode. Yeah. So, let me just quickly. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15... You've bought 16 in a row. Uh, lump Brandy in there. That's 18 in a row for the uh, second slot on this show. Uh, myself, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We've nearly got a whole season in a row here uh, in terms of buying. Yep. So, uh, incredible streak going on here. Um, but having said that, don't know if that might continue for me next week. I'm not sure. I, uh, I'm always indifferent <coughs> on, uh, Bosco charged, uh, well, not charged, uh, accused as a murderer. Um, I mean, there's some good stuff. I mean, Rose is back. We get some, uh, Rose Boscarelli. We meet, um, we meet Mikey for the first time. Um, you know, so we get to meet his brother. So that. And, but, and his dad. I'm pretty sure we meet sort his dad of. too. Um, I like to forget this scene is is in this episode because unlike Mikey, who they actually do keep as the same actor later on, and um, I've even gone blank on the actor's name because he's actually quite a big actor now uh, who replaces his brother. I've, I've gone blank. Um, but his dad... Somebody. His dad, you literally see, like, the back of him. Um, so, um, yeah, Charlie Day. You're right, Charlie. So, yeah. Yeah. The Charlie Day, who's quite a big-name actor now. Uh, but, yeah, he will be in next week, and uh, that obviously... As well, our old friend, Patty D. Our good old Patty D's back. But, uh, yeah, get get excited for a bit of, uh, you know, background on Bosco, uh, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I It's kind of like, I guess, last season with, you know, oh, randomly, oh, let's have, uh, you know, Doc have killed someone, and oh, let's have Sully potentially be dirty. So this is kind of like, oh, let's randomly have Bosco be a murder suspect. So, eh, uh, I don't know. I'll see how I feel. Uh, I might well, change my mind on a rewatch. But, I mean, do you have any memories of childhood memories? I mean, well, I have my own childhood memories. But, yeah, <laughs> I do have memories of this episode, too. Um, I mean, it. it's not, I don't know if this is a word, it's not illogical to think that Bosco would be a suspect in this. I mean, because he only threatened the guy, like, the night before. And then that next night they find him. Okay, well, Bosco was, at this point, as far as we know, the last person to see this guy. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, I agree, but I don't know. But uh, we also kind of get Kim kidnapping Demon Child, so. Uh, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> okay, yeah, that ep- that episode, you know, they could have done without that in that episode. It didn't need to be in that episode. If it needed to be in any episode, it should have been an Act Brave yeah. or something. Yeah. And like, let's be honest. I mean, look, it's not, it's not the worst episode, you know. It's not fucking Snowblind, but um, it's it's not vampires. Um, but I mean, it is written. You know, I can't wait. <laughs> Go. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to Snowblind, just so I can hear you talk for about an hour about how much you hate that episode. The thing is, like with Snowblind, it's like again, I'd still watch Snowblind over so many other episodes of TV show out there, but it's just. Uh, I don't know. It's just there's just something about Snowblind that just gives me the shits. 
And the problem with Snowblind yeah, is that Snowblind kind of comes after some good episodes and, like, you know, that comes after Ladies Day. I always think Ladies Day is after Snowblind, but it's the other way around. Um, so, yeah. Um, four's got a, like, four to me has kind of got a lot of episodes that kind of signal what we're going to get in five and six. <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's interesting the development of this show. Like, yeah, three's kind of in the middle. Four's got some good stuff, but some pretty rubbish stuff. Five is kind of probably got maybe a bit more rubbish than good, but it's still got some very good stuff in season five. And then six is just there. Uh, <laughs> so, um,. The season when NBC apparently forgot that Third Watch was still on the air. <laughs> and you can probably see how that happened with some of what happens in that season. Vampires! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Vampires in Third Watch, everybody. Um, yeah, but uh, we've bought it. We're great. We're on a great run. And, uh, yeah, so next week, Childhood Memories. And I do believe that uh, you might not be on that one, Darvel. I think Brandy will be with us on that one. So we'll be welcoming Brandy back. But, um you're still around. You're still going to be watching these. It's not like you're not going to come oh, yeah. out of the loop of this. But uh, as always, everybody out there, let us know your thoughts, your opinions, everything else in between. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe. Uh, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Instagram. We're everywhere. Uh, email, website. We're just not on um, Tumblr. Because, again, as I always say, we're not 14-year-old girls. That's simple. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> we appreciate your support. If you're a 14-year-old girl and you're listening to us and you're like, oh, I want you to be on Tumblr, then sorry. Um, but we look forward to coming back next week uh, to find out if Bosco's a murderer or not uh, and if Kim's kidnapping demon child is a good or a bad thing. Uh, so, uh, time to close it out. <laughs> my name is Ben and I may, I may be a whore, but I got rights. <laughs> my name is Darvell and hey, Hooker, how you doing tonight? Good, thanks. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.